Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Warm and humid today, and it's time to go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us. SteveCarneyOutdoors.com. Steve-O, how you been? Uh, a little hot and sweaty, Steve. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty uh, active day at Game Fair today up in Ramsey, and had a pretty darn good turnout considering how hot it was. A lot of people came this morning when it was somewhat cool and uh, kind of tapered off towards the end of the day. But overall, um, pretty good accountability. A lot of people coming through, and it was, it was uh, probably a little better than average, so I'm very impressed. Yeah, and uh, people chomping at the bit, I'm sure, for hunting season. A lot of talk about that, and I can't imagine – uh, this real hot, humid stuff helps the bite at all. No, it doesn't. And I just heard on your weather, we got 90s coming again next week. And, you know, it's it's just tough. And it's, I don't see it really loosening up here anytime soon. We need some cooler temperatures to kind of get the fall thing going. But uh, we're kind of stuck in this 90-degree stuff. Water temperatures are still 80. And, you know, I'm trying to make the transition here to dove hunting and you know, the early teal season starts in two weeks, and there's a lot of things coming up that you got to make preparations for. And, you know, and you know, hanging a, a tree stand at 95 degrees isn't more much fun than trying to fish in the afternoon when it's 95. So I guess we just got to tough it out, and uh, we need a cold front. I'd love a cold front. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about dove season coming up fast. What do you expect? You know, hard to say, Steve, right now the crops are up and, you know, the birds are really scattered. And, you know, the big thing right now is trying to find a grain field. You know, everything has just been, you know, corn and beans the last six, seven years. And it's it's just, you know, farmers are not planting as much grain because the corn and the beans are trumping it, obviously. And so it's really tough to find that grain field. And, and you do have competition from goose hunters who are doing the same thing, trying to find that wheat or oat or barley field. And, I'm still scouting right now, trying to check some areas and see what I can find. And uh, that's kind of my number one priority right now. And I'm also kind of checking out uh, the duck situation with that teal, early teal season has been, you know, experimental now for a couple of years. I'm really not um, on board for that. I think it's very disruptive uh, to the ducks. You know, it's a little too early. Um, you know, a lot of ducks can't fly yet, and there's going to be, you know, collateral damage with wood ducks and other ducks, you know, killed accidentally. And I think, you know, the reasoning is trying to increase, you know, more opportunities in the outdoors for people. I totally understand that. But I'm not going to participate in it because I don't think it's a very good idea. 
But you got to keep in mind, this is almost a month before the regular duck season. And yeah. this can be very disruptive, and it can drive a lot of these birds out of the areas that they've been, you know, roosting in and move them and change things. So, you know, it's kind of one of those tough call things. Uh, but it's a personal decision, really, by anybody. Yeah, and uh, when you, you look at uh, duck season habitat in particular, uh, drought, definitely not a good thing. The ducks that are there are going to be concentrated in the available water. That's 100% true, Steve. I can tell you've been listening to our conversations over the years. You are right on. And, you know, that could change if we get some rain. You know, we had a couple inches the other day uh, up in Lakes Country, and that didn't do anything. I mean, it just was absorbed. The lake uh, levels are still low, and that is a possibility if we happen to really get a lot of rainfall. But right now, and you know, it's going to be hunting probably bigger bodies of water and small potholes. That's another thing. A lot of these small potholes could be absolutely dry on the opener, and you don't want to drive two, three hours and find out your favorite spot's dry. So scouting is going to be very important this fall, really for everything, for pheasants, ducks, geese, uh, doves, everything. Scouting is going to be critical. Yeah, and as we move into fall, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what the numbers look like for pheasants in particular because it seems like a long time ago, but we had a brutal early spring. Uh, April was really, really tough, and it'll be interesting to see what impact that has on the pheasants. You know, that's true, Steve. A lot of the broods I've seen have been very small, and I'm not seeing the numbers that I normally see. And, you know, we hope for no hail and, you know, heavy flooding in April and May, you know, just for that reason. But we had those 95-degree temperatures in about the third week of May, and heat is just as big an enemy to the chicks as, you know, hail and heavy rain. So we'll find out here probably in the next, I don't know, four or five weeks when the crops start coming down, the corn starts coming down, We'll start seeing these birds emerge out of cover, and then we'll have a pretty good concrete idea what's happening. But right now it's kind of really all up in the air, uh, almost statewide. All right, you're putting a wrap on Game Affair this weekend up in Anoka County. Uh, What do you got planned in the coming week, Steve? Well, you know, I see these temperatures again, and I I think I'm just going to stick to doing some scouting, and um, fishing is probably not going to happen this week. I'm actually trying to push off a lot of my clients until the beginning of October because I've, you know, been in this rodeo before, and September is going to be, I'm predicting, just as difficult as August because of these hot temperatures. So I'm going to be kind of making the transition, getting gear ready, and getting the decoys ready and, you know, the dove decoys and scouting, and there's plenty to do. So um, looking forward to that and make sure I got the air conditioning in the truck, too, I'll tell you that. All right, if you're anywhere near the fairgrounds the next couple of weekends, we'd love to see you. If not, we'll we'll visit with you on the phone. Sound good? That's, that sounds great. That's uh, yeah, it's hard to believe the fair starts again on I, Thursday. I wow. Yeah, it, it's crazy. going to be a hot one on Thursday. It looks like a little cooler on uh, Friday for the fair, and, of course, CCO will be there all 12 days of the state fair in one form or another. We invite you to stop by and say hello. Steve, good to visit with you. Uh, and, uh, stay cool out of game fair today, and oh, we'll do it again in a week. Sounds great, Steve. One more day tomorrow, and it's a wrap for 2023, so I will talk to you again next week. All right, Steve Carney joining us from game fair uh, here on News Talk, A3OWCCO, and joining us on the John Schuster 
Coldwell Banker Hotline. When we come back, the Vikings play preseason game number two against Tennessee Titans. They held some joint practices this week. We'll get a read on the game tonight. Who looks good with Dane Mizutani, who covers the purple for the Pioneer Press. And we'll do that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Hot, humid. I have a feeling the big doors on the west end of U.S. Bank Stadium will be closed for the uh, Vikes-Titans tilt tonight. Dane Muzutani will be there from the Pioneer Press covering the purple. And, Dane, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. No problem. How you doing, Steve? Yeah, I, I have a feeling the air is cranked in the U.S. Bank <laughs> Stadium right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet, but I'm sure it will be. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 90 degrees and it feels like melting. I was out earlier. So. Yeah, it, it is uh, really a jolt. Friday was, was pretty nice. Uh, Vikes are working out. Uh, Titans are going to be a familiar foe tonight. They worked out together this week. Yeah, joint practices over at TCO Performance Center. They're really cool. You know, at, at this point in training camp, it's dull for the players. I think it's dull yeah. for the coaches. They're trying their best, you know, to bring it day in, day out. And I think you probably see it from some of the guys, obviously, scrapping to make the team. But if people who are established in this league are being honest with themselves, it, it gets old going against your teammates. So I think bringing in another team, you've seen the Vikings do it in the past. It's becoming just commonplace across the NFL as a whole. But it, it was a fun couple of days. Um Got a little chippy, as expected. These these things tend to do that um, when you're, you know, hitting a, kind of new blood for the first time. But uh, I think they got some good work done. We'll see what translates onto the field tonight. Uh, I don't expect many of the Viking starters to play. So that's why the joint practices are another reason they're so important. Um, gets you good reps against someone else um, when you might not be playing in the preseason. It, it still blows me away, Dane, to think in the old days, like when I was a kid, um, they had 14 regular season games and six preseason games. I mean, I, I'm thinking to myself, the, the preseason becomes less and less of a deal. Um, I, I could see him going to an 18-game schedule at some point in the future and then kind of do these joint practices and scrimmages, etc. because nobody plays in these games. I mean, you you can't generally risk a key guy getting hurt in a game that doesn't count. Yeah, I know, and I think it, it's definitely like an old-school, new-school thing. Like, yeah. old-school coaches who kind of came up through the league you know, a long time ago, um, they'll play their guys. You know, they'll do the, the one series here, two series there. The yeah. third preseason game used to be like that dress rehearsal. You don't see anyone really do that anymore. But, like, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, and he was playing in the preseason game uh, because that's Andy Reid. That's how he he rolls. But Kevin O'Connell is very much, you know, the new school of thought. Uh, Let's not risk anything. Why risk putting Kirk Cousins out there? Why risk Justin Jefferson planting weird on the turf and going down? So uh, I do think you're right. Like, at some point, we're going to see these preseason games continue to decrease. I mean, they're not, they don't sell very well either. My friend's going tonight for like five bucks. So, it, it, you know, it's <laughs> the joint practices serve their purpose. Um, but I think everyone, you know, we're all excited for September 10th, you know, the season opener. Can't get here soon enough at this point. 
Yeah, and uh, avoiding injuries are key. There, there is a position battle that, that's been settled. Looks like Greg Joseph will be the kicker. And I think it would have been a surprise if Greg Joseph would have been unseated, but it, but it looks as though he's locked in to be the kicker. Yeah, they brought in Jack Podlesny, who's a Georgia kicker, SEC special teams player of the year. Uh, definitely proven um, at the college level, but it always felt like Greg Joseph's very much his his job to lose. I think that this is just also kind of how joint practices become commonplace. You see it, specialists have to win the job, quote-unquote, win the job. Um, and then this was just bringing some guy in to push Greg Joseph. Um, I think if Greg Joseph was being honest with himself, he wouldn't have loved how he performed last year. 78% of kicks, a few of those were long, you know, 50-plus yarders that you can give him, I think, a break on. But missed six extra points. Um, that's not good enough, and I think he knows that. But he is a proven kicker in the NFL. He made multiple game-winning kicks for the Vikings last year. Um, and you just can't really teach that experience. I never really expected the rookie to, to unseat him. And, you know, here we are, middle of August, and, and Greg Joseph already won the job. Um, you, you did a piece in the Pioneer Press available online at TwinCities.com about one of the Titans with local ties, Amani Hooker from Park Center. Yeah, yeah, he, you know, kid that couldn't get an offer out of Park Center. Um, Gophers, 15 minutes up the road, never really aggressively pursued him. Um, that was back when, you know, Jerry Kill and, and Tracy Clays were, were in charge. Um, that, you know, so it wasn't a P.J. Fleck thing, but, you know, Alani Hooker could never really get a sniff from the Gophers. Um, and sure enough, six years later, you know, he's playing starting safety for Tennessee Titans, just signed a three-year, $33 million extension. Um, a kid that always believed he could do it, just needed someone else to believe that. And, you know, Kirk Ferentz and, and, and the guys over at Iowa took a chance on Amani Hooker, you know, out of Park Center. He went on to become the defensive back of the year in the Big Ten. And then he went on to get drafted in, in the NFL draft in 2019, and here he is now four years into his NFL career. So he had an awesome time at joint practices. He had his nieces and nephews in the stands. He had his family, some old coaches, um, kind of a little celebrity, even though he was technically the enemy this week. Uh, out in the yeah. It, it, it is a cool story and a great job on the piece, and, and I love those stories. It, it reminds me similarly of a kid, named McKinley Wright the fourth, who played yep. at Champlin Park, had his deal fall through at Dayton, desperately wanted to go to the U, and Richard Patino didn't have time for him. He went out to Colorado and had a phenomenal collegiate career uh, out there. You kind of root for these kids that get overlooked and, and make it big and, and have great careers anyway. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, who could forget the McKinley Wright thing? Because he was, yeah, he was sure. right there staring you right in the face. But as far as Amani Hooker is concerned, like, yeah, I, I think you, you see a kid like that, and that, honestly, first time I talked to him was this week. Um, but you, you have a soft spot for him because you can tell that for still sure. really does drive him. He's made it. You know, he's he's living out his childhood dream at the highest level. But I think there's part of him that still, you know, wants to prove people wrong. Um, he's continuing to do that. So, yeah, you know, he's, he made a fan out of me this week, and uh, cool. Very much we'll be keeping an eye on this kid for, for years to come. So. so so, we invite you to check out that piece at the Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com. And, of course, Dane Mizutani joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. He covers the purple for the Pioneer Press. He'll be there tonight. Vikings, Titans, don't expect any big names to play 
in the game. And here we are in the middle of August, and the last time we visited, and I think we're going to talk about this leading up to the opener, is for this team, how good will the D be? How much can they improve under Brian Flores will be the key to the season, period. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Um, I think the offense I even could take another step forward this year. Oh, yeah. You know, Kirk Cousins playing in a system in, in back-to-back years, really for the first time since he's gotten to Minnesota. Justin Jefferson's going to continue to be- get better. Jordan Addison in the first round. Weapons all around, TJ Hawkinson, uh, KJ Osborne. Yeah, the offense is going to be fine. Can the defense get better? That is the biggest question. I, I can promise you this. I don't know if they're going to be better. They're going to be more aggressive. And you just watch the way Brian Flores conducts himself in, in you know, practices. And he, he's trying to confuse the offense, and he's doing a heck of a good job. Um, I thought the most interesting we, thing we heard out of practice this week is Kirk Cousins was talking about at practice, you know, what it's like to go up against a Brian Flores defense. He said he has to constantly remind himself that he's not going to play Brian Flores in the regular season. Um, but, but what I found interesting was her cousin said sometimes he'll go to the line with the play, and Kevin O'Connell, Wes Phillips, they're, they're calling these plays because they need to work on them ahead of the September 10th opener. But Kirk Cousins will get to the line against the Brian Flores defense, look, at, look out in front of him at the line of scrimmage and say, like, this play's not going to work. But because he knows, like, there's blitzes coming from here, there's blitzes coming from there. But he can't check out of it because you need to work on that play. You need that rep in practice. So it's just kind of an interesting contrast of, uh, you know, watching how much this defense is able to confuse just even their own teammates. Um, it makes you excited for, for, for the season. Um, I, I just have some questions about, you know, certain players, can they rise to the occasion? Um, the cornerbacks, obviously, probably the biggest question mark on this team. Certainly a bunch of young guys that are hungry to kind of prove themselves. Can they do it? Um, if they can, defense will be greatly improved. But like I said, no matter what, they're going to blitz more. Yeah, and the, the sense is is that this team is still going to need to generally outscore other teams to win football games. That They, they maybe don't have quite the talent in place they want to, to get back into the mix where they have uh, a top 10 defense. I, I think they would settle for anything in the middle of the league right now because offensively with Kirk Cousins uh, still in his prime, extremely durable, Justin Jefferson, the other weapons they have, uh, it, it looks like they have a good situation at tight end. Uh, even though Dalvin Cook is no longer here, they seem to have a good running back situation with Alexander Madison, even though it, it, it's diminished in the scheme uh, the the role of the running back, you, you feel like offensively this this Viking team will be potentially and and should be a top ten offense in the NFL. Once again, where does that defense? Because you know you get down into that bottom twenty five percent of the league, it's going to be a long year. I mean, you're yeah. you're going to struggle. Yeah, definitely. And you're right about the offense. Um, they're going to be fine. Um, you mentioned all the weapons. I mentioned all the weapons. Like they're going to yeah. they're they're going to be able to score. Um, can the defense get those stops? I don't think Brian Flores is going to come here and turn this defense that was second worst in the league as far as you know points per game, yards per game, and turn it into you know the top five defenses that we saw when when Mike Zimmer was here in his prime. Um, so you're right. I think if if they can be middle of the pack, I think the Vikings, being honest with themselves, would be would be thrilled with that. Um, I think where they might struggle is they're going to be a high risk, high reward defense. 
right? Like because you're blitzing, yes. you're just going to – there's sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes your, your young corners are going to be, you know, hung out to dry on an island. Can, can they defend that? Um, we'll see. And, and, and I think that's the exciting part about this year too. Um, you're going to get guys that have opportunities and you're going to get to see if they seize them or not. So I think one encouraging thing about the defense is Harrison Smith will be used to his full potential. I think Ed Donatello's scheme of just letting Harrison Smith play 20 yards outside of the line of scrimmage in the middle of the field, almost as like a center fielder, um, was not the best way to maximize Harrison's skills. So just watching him kind of move around, you know, the Swiss Army knife that Harrison Smith has proven to be over the course of his career, you're going to get the most out of him this year. I know he's older. I know he's getting up there in age. Um, You can still do a lot with a guy like that because of his brain and because of his athleticism. So you're going to get the most out of Harrison Smith this year too, out of a defense, which I think should help, you know, the unit as a whole. All right, Dane, always good to visit with you. Appreciate your coverage and uh, the work you're putting in. Once again, online, TwinCities.com or in the Pioneer Press. Thanks, as always. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is, Dane Miyazutani, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We will come back. 100th State Amateur Baseball Tournament underway this weekend. Four games Friday night. Ton of games today. Uh, scheduled to be 16 ball games uh, today. Another 16 tomorrow in Class B and Class C. We will kind of get a tournament update. Kip Kovar will join us from the Herald Journal. Uh, serves a lot of communities out in Wright County, and he covers a ton of town team ball during the summer. Uh, Kip Kovar will join us. Then we'll get you ready for the Twins and the Pirates tonight at Target Field. Game two of the three-game set. Twins won Friday night 5-1. to one. As a matter of fact, I was out in Delano for one of those openers last night and caught the end of the ball game and final pitch with Henry Lake and Chris Tubbs last night on the way home. It was great. 4-32, weather in a moment here on News Talk. A3-L-W-C-C-O. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, one of the great annual sporting traditions here in the state of Minnesota, the State Amateur Baseball Tournament is underway at four sites this year. Litchfield, Dazzle, Delano, and uh, Waconia, at least Waconia for the first weekend. And a guy who covers a lot of amateur baseball all summer long, Kip Kovar joins us from the Herald Journal Serving Howard Lake, Lester Prairie Mayor, New Germany, Waverly, Winstead, Wes Carver. Uh, Kip, good to visit with you. You too. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right. Where, where are you today? Which site? I'm at Delano. Uh, second, third game of the day, but my second game of the day, just about to get underway between Green Island and Jackson. They're going over starting intro lineups right now, but it's a little warm. My camera's only told me to turn it off a couple times, so we're hanging in there, though. <laughs> right. I, I was in Delano uh, for the B opener last night uh, between Shakopee and Plymouth. Uh, hit dog uh, got off to a quick start. Shakopee rallied for a 7-5 victory. And, and I've got to mention something about this game real quick last night in uh, one of the tournament openers in Delano last night. Joey Connolly of Shakopee pitched the final five innings of the game. That's 15 outs. Struck out 13 in the final five innings of work to get the victory for Shakopee. I, I've never seen anything like it. He, he, he was dealing late in the game. Yeah, pitching just all around so far this tournament has been pretty, yeah. has been the dominant. Not too many high-scoring games. I mean, the first game here in Delano was 2 nothing, and the second game was 2-1. to So a lot of pitching on display, and it's just, kind of cool the unique format there's been the class a and class b merge there's been some pretty good crowds for the b and a tournament going on so it's nice to get the class a guys in here and show them what kind of like the class c baseball is like as well yeah and kip the, the venues are phenomenal if people have a chance now we we mentioned waconia uh this, this is weekend one of three of the state amateur baseball tournament so uh, kind of a quirk of the schedule and weather a year ago uh, Waconia is in the mix now, I believe, for the third year in a row hosting. Yeah, you don't see that too often. They yeah. set the attendance record back in 2021 with Chaska and Hamburg and got called upon it with rain duties last year and then with the A&B Church State Board gave them a jingle again, which is pretty cool to see. And it's nice to see that once they're done with the regular season, there's no more home games scheduled, that they can still get that field ready to go. Usually most organizations will just kind of put it away for the year and come back in the spring, but Waconia on short notice has got it in state tournament ready form already. Yeah, great, great facility there. You brought up Delano where you are today, and I was last night. I'll be in Delano again next Friday night and next Sunday for games. That That's as good a setting as there is. There's a lot of great amateur baseball parks in the state, but that setting in Delano and the fact that they've been playing – baseball on that site since the late 1800s is pretty cool yeah the coolest thing about delano is it's always been a great park they're just never satisfied they added the left field and right field deck so you can actually sit out in right field and left field now yeah. they keep adding party decks improved sound system lighting they just had a couple of years ago too and 
I mean, it's cool to see an organization take so much pride in their uh, field all the time. And I'm lucky I get to I get here, here more than once a week most times, including same field and Dasco and Laconia. So glad that other people around the state kind of get to see what these parks are all about. And I think it's four great sites that are perfect for the 100th anniversary. Yeah, Daz will trip out Highway 12. That's a lot of fun. And then speaking of that, Litchfield, one of the host sites as well. And great crowds expected as the tournament gears up. Of course, uh, you're you're at the C games, uh, the the B games, and this is interesting because I kind of consider this first weekend kind of the play-in weekend because there's some C teams that are are, are waiting for weekend two. Yeah, definitely. It's you gotta the first two weekends you only play one game, so it's all hands on deck. I know a lot of teams. I've been coming and watching the game that whoever wins they get next weekend just to kind of see what they look like, what their pitching offense kind of lineup looks like. So you got that by. It's not all just a vacation in time to play. You're probably here watching the teams that maybe you're going to face later on in the weekend. Yeah, and Kip, uh, give us your read. Um, there, there's some perennial powers in B. You think of Meesville and, and Dundas as being – Perennial Powers, Champlain Parks moved into that mix. How do you see the C this year shaping up? Who who are the teams to, to beat in Class C ultimately? I think everyone's got Delano as kind of maybe the favorite. I mean, they're looking to be the first team since 2004 to kind of win the state championship while also hosting it. So they're really good. They're stacked. They got another uh, ace pitch and Avery Leishman from Litchfield. They'll be really good, but. Jordan's also up there. They got some really good players over from Chanhassen, and they're always a ventured squad. And then Bird Island, you got Faribault. You got a lot of teams that are in the mix. But if anything, if you look at the last year's couple tournaments, it's it's never been a team that everyone's talking about going in. It's been a kind of surprising team. So it'll be interesting if that continues this year, or maybe those teams at the top that everyone thinks that are at the top will kind of break through and change things up a little bit. But that's the best part about this tournament is I cover a lot of baseball and. I could tell you who I think is going to win. I don't know if I'm smart enough to tell you who's going to win, so it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, and uh, Kip, you, you cover a lot of games. Do you, do you have a running tally at, at this point, how many games you've seen? Yep, so my thir- so I got Green Island Jackson today. That'll be my 49th. So then Loretto and Luxembourg tonight will be number 50. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that, 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 that's awesome. And then, oh, by the way, high school sports season. I uh, get started yeah. here pretty quick, and I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah, it's on the back of the mind right now. I had the lofty <laughs> goal of trying to get to 100 games this year for the 100th anniversary, but with how long the spring high school sports season was and just some other family stuff and everything got off to a slow start, but still not bad getting to 50 and probably will be over 60 by the end of this tournament. Well, uh, it, it is a great event. Uh, you can go to the website, mnbaseball.org, and then you, you have a – you have a ton of coverage as well, and like I say, you, you certainly pay your dues, Kip. How do people follow your work, uh, whether it's on Twitter or uh, online in the Herald Journal? How do they find it? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Kumvar under, underscore HJ Sports, and then also here into the Crow Rally League, Crow, crvlbaseball.com, or otherwise heraldjournal.com or delanoheraldjournal.com. I'll have all the info you need for local teams, and then also going to be helping out with the Minnesota Baseball Association, just telling other state tournament stories that maybe are out of my coverage area and just continuing to try to share the best stories. I did a lot of research ahead of this one about Cortland and Minnesota, two really great stories coming in, so looking forward to maybe telling some more that I normally wouldn't get the chance to. 
All right. Well, Kip, always good to visit with you. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. I've got two, the two early games in Waconia, and then, like I say, back at Delano next Friday and Sunday. So maybe I'll bump into you. Yep, I'll definitely be there Friday night with Delano playing in their home park for the first time, so that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, better get there early. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks, Kip. Thank- always good to visit. Yep, thanks, Steve. Kip Kovard joining us from the Herald-Journal, uh, serving a lot of towns just west of the cities, Howard Lake, Leicester Prairie, Mayor New Germany, Waverly, Winstead, uh, West Carver. Uh, and like I say, he, he does a ton of work covering uh, the Crow River and he is out in Delano today and uh, once again weather looks great tomorrow if you want to get out to a ball game at any of the four sites uh, Litchfield, Dazzle, Delano and uh, uh, Waconia. It is 448, 12 minutes now in front of 5 o'clock. Quick break, we'll come back. We'll talk about a Twins win. They beat the Pirates at Target Field last night. Do Young Park covers the home nine for MLB.com. He'll join us following the news and weather. By the way, our pregame lineup card at 5.30. Twins and Pirates tonight from steamy Target Field here on News Talk. E3O WCCO. Twins and Pirates tonight on the radio. Pregame lineup card at 5.30. First pitch after 6.10 tonight. Sunny Gray. We'll get the call, and we'll we'll have much more on that. I would say they got the win. Pablo Lopez got the W. Michael A. Taylor hit a home run. Turned out to be the game winner. They get the W. That That's all good. It goes without saying. But a scary moment when Matt Walner got hit by a pitch on the hand, and the, the reports are now, including Phil Miller of the Star Tribune, uh, reported this last night, that his hand is bruised, not broken. Rocco Baldelli was quoted as saying, his hands are made of cement. Um, he, he was blown away that his hand wasn't broken. And th- that would have been maybe the most Twins thing ever uh, for Matt Walner, who's just been... Uh, a huge part of the Twins since finally getting the call to the major leagues that he gets hit on the hand and then he's out for the season, and and that's it. He he will likely miss some time. And and I took a look, a sneak peek at how they'll go behind a Sunny Gray tonight, and I don't think Walner's in the lineup. And we'll we'll see if we can get an update on that before we turn it over. Um, Julian Polanco, Correa, Kepler, Lewis, Solano, Gallo, Vasquez, Taylor. So, yeah, he's not in the lineup tonight, but not a broken hand at the time. It didn't look good the way he got hit. Once again, the, the quotes from Ronco Baldelli um, really shocked that it didn't break his hand. Uh, Twins, by the way, five games clear in the division – only five games over 500, but uh, the Cleveland Guardians are five games under 500. So the, the the Twins still have a comfortable lead here in the middle of August, and they take on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh got off to a pretty good start this year, but now they're uh, starting to fade. Three and seven in their last ten, 54 and 68, 14 games under 500 
in the Central Division. And that NL Central Division race, pretty good at the top. Milwaukee, two clear of Cincinnati and two and a half clear of the Chicago Cubs. So Twins and Pirates tonight at Target Field. And uh, once again, Pablo Lopez did a really nice job. And we'll have some of those highlights for you coming up after the break. Josh Wheeler is our producer. And Josh, uh, like I said a moment ago, that would have been the most Twins thing ever, considering the way injuries have gone for the Twins in recent memories, that uh, Matt Walner's really been pretty darn good. It's hit on the hand, and that's it. He's done for the year. Yeah, that that's about as poetic as it gets when it comes to Twins baseball. Uh, yeah, Twins luck? Yeah, it's just- yeah, for sure. It seems like, <laughs> not to jinx anything, but we are getting to that point of the season where that ends up striking a nerve with a lot of people, and it ends up happening, and... Uh, sure enough, October baseball comes around, and guess what? We don't have a we have, we have a missing piece or two uh, in our either our rotation or our lineup, or something happens that just doesn't help us get over that, you know, very very famous playoff hump. Yeah, yeah. It, which it just, which not to interrupt, but which by the way, we're winning the central. Nobody's going to beat us for the central. <laughs> I don't think a lot's going to change between now and. The end of September, if you honestly ask me. It's a month and change away. There's not a whole lot that the other teams in the Central can do to stop the Twins, as bad as the Twins have been, uh, from taking the Central. Yeah, it, it just Cleveland, when when they got rid of Aaron Savali, traded him to the Tampa Bay Rays, that, that's that's clearly waving the white flag because yeah. he's, he's a really good starting. So it's kind of like, yeah, we don't have enough, and that just opened the door for the Twins to win the division. But once again, only 500, playing 500 ball over their last 10, 64 and 59. And, you know, the Walner news could have been extremely scary, but uh, it, it apparently turned in. Uh, the right direction. It's bruised. No long, no word on how long he'll be out of the lineup. Uh, by the way, we'll have some highlights from that game last night. Uh, some of the uh, offensive highlights. Griffin Jags, good out of the pen. We'll have the news in a moment. Oh. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero 
Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.